Welcome to the So What Do You Do podcast. When someone tells you what they do for work, do you ever secretly think, okay, but what do you actually do? Then you, my friend, are in the right place. We interview everyday professionals from all positions in all industries. So sit back, relax, and learn where you too can thrive in a nine to five. Hey, fourth fam, today you are really, really in for a treat. You are going to hear from Chris McGee, and Chris McGee is a financial advisor with Northwestern Mutual, and he now has built a team. He's been there for just about 11 years. He started there right out of school, so his perspective is perfect for all of you that may be thinking, I'm a finance background, or I'm interested in finance, or personal wealth, or helping other people achieve their financial goals. We talk about having belief in yourself no matter what you're doing. He really gets into the nitty gritty about what he does every day and overall just provides some fabulous um, perspective, advice, humor, and we have a do a awesome um, rapid fire at the end. So please tune in, give it a listen, and um, be sure to connect with Chris if you loved it and tell him how much you appreciate him being a part of the fourth fam. Okay, everyone, thank you so much for being here. And today, as I've mentioned, we have Chris on the episode. So Chris, without any further introduction, please introduce yourself to us and tell us what do you do? Yeah, Ellie, thank you for having me. Um, so my name is Chris McGee, as you already said. Uh, I am a financial advisor uh, and I am partnered with the firm here in town, Northwestern Mutual. I have uh, been an advisor with this firm for over 11 years and, um, you know, I actually am a part of, you know, really kind of overseeing the team of uh, three other people, so a team of four. Uh, we go out there every day, try to help people accomplish what they want to accomplish financially and, um, you know, really talking to them about their investments, retirement planning, insurance solutions as they, you know, create game plans and goals for what they're trying to accomplish. Awesome. Well, and they've been able to see this from um, obviously my introduction of you and the, and the title of this podcast, and we're going to get into the nitty gritty and really what that means. But before we get there, I want my audience to kind of know what your story was like getting to this point. So walk us through maybe where you went to school, what you studied, and, and maybe even your first job out of college and what that's looked like. Yeah, yeah, that, that'd be great. So, uh, you know, I'm here in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and I got here to Baton Rouge because I played baseball at LSU. And so at the end of uh, that journey, I kind of looked around and realized baseball wasn't in the future and was really looking uh, for what was next. I had no clue that this industry would be something that excited me, but uh, I had a chance to make an introduction to someone that was from my hometown that was in this industry. And um, they asked if I was looking for any internship opportunities. And quite frankly, I don't know that I thought about that, but I knew that that was probably a good idea to get some business experience. And I didn't know anything about our industry other than the guy who talked to me was a nice guy and he lived in a nice house and he drove a nice car. And so I figured I'd probably show up to his office and see what he did for a living. Um, so I went for an interview for an internship that went well. I still don't know if I knew exactly what we were doing at the firm, 
but again, all the people were nice, and I, and I thought enough of uh, the people that got me involved to want to learn more. And so kind of fast forward, I did an internship uh, with the firm that I'm with right now for uh, about eight months. And um, after that internship, uh, so I started at 22 years old, out of college, uh, in this business, and really as um, kind of a junior advisor, getting a lot of help from the guys here for a couple of years and as I built my own practice. And uh, so this has been it. Uh, this has been the job that I've done uh, with my entire professional career, uh, the one that I plan on doing. Um, and I, uh, when I was in school, I actually studied, um, I was a public relations major with a minor in business. And um, what was good about my experience in the internship, I felt like I learned more in those eight months about what I was gonna do for a living uh, than most people learn in, you know, their four years of, of school. So I do think that's important to go out and get some experience out there in the world doing something that's, uh, you know, that's real, not just learning. Uh, but that was kind of my, that was kind of my background. And, um, you know, like I said, I didn't know that I wanted to be in this industry, but when I got here, you know, the things that, um, I think I could have told you at 16 years old, the things that I like about doing what I do, uh, I could have told you what I wanted to do by those things, but I couldn't really specify or couldn't really pinpoint what the actual industry was going to be or what the actual job was going to be. Mm. Um, but it's been cool to see that those things that I've always wanted in a job have aligned in what I do for a living today. That's awesome. And so I want to, I want to actually sit here for a second before we dive in, because I, I know that there's probably preconceived notions, especially among students, about what it is that you do. Um, and honestly, it's no secret to you or to me or probably my audience that it's hard work, especially getting in this industry at the beginning. And like you mentioned, 22 years old out of school and, and starting your business, basically. Um, yeah. what, I, what I would love to talk about is, before, Obviously, I want to hear about what you do today. And you've mentioned you've got a team of people. I've been privileged to meet your team of awesome folks, and, and I love them. And that that's success in and of itself, in my opinion. But can you talk to me and my listeners about what really was the game changer for you to get from an intern in this in this business to new hire in this business to being successful with a team and really in it for the long haul like what do you what do you think got you to this point during all of that yeah no i think that's a that's a great question um i would pinpoint a couple of things on that uh first i think um a lot of perseverance and belief um just knowing uh what you want and really waking up every day and working towards it and i think that's true in a lot of jobs but it is especially true as you start any business and even more true in a business like this. I think the other thing that has been game changing is realizing the importance of relationships. And I think that that could start at a very young age, people realizing, you know, even in, you know, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth grade, that it's important to build relationships with the people around you. It's important to actually care about, um, you know, other people you know, what interests them, what's important to them. One of the things we say around here a lot is, you know, if we help uh, enough people get what they want, then we're going to get what we want. And so to just focus on 
uh, I think one of the game changers for us was just how do we do a great job every day focusing on helping someone achieve what they want to achieve? And that can be the singular focus. Then, um, you know, things work. So I think that that's really big in our industry. I think that's big when you're, you know, 15 years old. Uh, I, I, I've said this, I don't know, hundreds of times. The one thing that I got into this business and I could, go, I wish I could go back and change is I wish I knew I would have been in a business like this when I was 12 years old, 15 years old, because I just would have been more focused on other people. I would want people to just really know that I care about people. Not that they, hopefully they, they, they did, but um, I think that that's just an important trait, important thing that anybody could do, especially if you want to look at a business like this. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I love this kind of concept of it's a, you're in a people business, right? Like it's easy to think, oh, I'm selling insurance or I'm helping people with their finances or wealth management or whatever. Right. And that on the surface that that's what it is, but you can't do those things well, unless you care for your people well. And that that's, that's exactly what you're saying. And, and I think Yes. all of my listeners, it's like, regardless of your job, I think that that's the crux, but it's so much easier to say it and, and then to do it right. Because there's times where it's hard to serve your people well, because you know, life gets in the way and work gets like things get in the way. And so, um, I love that you say that. You're also, yeah. We're also dealing with people. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think at, um, at so many levels, people are uh, complicated. Mm-hmm. People are different. Um, so I think in our job, another game changer is is just always finding ways to uh, be compassionate and empathize with people, mm-hmm. or just care about people, and uh, also finding ways to connect with people. Uh, you know, what do people? What similarities do people have with you? I think that's a really important thing to consider in an industry like ours. I think that's one thing we try to focus on every day is how do we connect commonality with people? Mm. And uh, that's really, really important in a business like this. And, you know, we've talked for a few minutes already and we haven't said anything about, you know, how an investment works or how an insurance plan works or, you know, I think those things are important. Uh, at some level to people, but what I found is people want to know that you care and people want to know uh, that you uh, have their best interests in mind. That's what really business we're in. Right. You're absolutely right. It's like someone could, you know, come into our conversation right now, never hearing the intro where you introduced yourself and they may or may not know what industry we're talking about, which I think is great. I think that that's... That's important. Um, but since we're kind of going in that direction, I do, people may be on the edge of their seats like, okay, that, that's what I want to do. Can you tell me what my everyday would look like? And folks, you're in, you're in for a treat because we're going to do just that right now. Um, so what I, what I typically like to do here, and this is our second piece of the episode, and it's what do you actually do, which is truthfully the heart and soul behind this podcast. It's why I hope that people come listening every week because they just want to understand what working people actually do. And so if you could, I'm going to kind of open the floor to you, uncover for us what your job actually means, like the nitty gritty, what you focus on, maybe what your meetings look like, who are your meetings with, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So Chris, take take it it where you want to take us. 
Yeah, absolutely. This will be fun. I, I think I, I, I hear that question and I kind of want to answer in three layers. I want to answer, uh, you know, what it is that I actually do today, 11 years into doing this. And what does my day to day look like? Um, you know, the second layer is, um, I would say, four to six years ago, uh, my world looked a little different on what I was doing day to day. And then it looked um, different when I first started in the first you know, two to four years. So I want to kind of answer in, in all of those. But today, really, my, uh, my role as a part of our team is to, um, we always say my goal is to uh, be in front of someone or to be fighting to get in front of someone. So my, my job on a team is really just kind of, a, you know, I don't even want to call it a marketing role, but my job is kind of to be client facing. I sit with our existing clients and prospective clients. And I get the honor and pleasure of just explaining to them what it is that we do and how we brought value to our clients over 11 years and really our firm over 100 years. And I get a chance to learn about their stories and what they're trying to accomplish. And so most of my day is sitting in meetings, talking to people about what they want to accomplish financially and then walking through and educating them on some things that maybe they should be thinking through on how to get there. And uh, if I'm not in a meeting with someone, uh, I'm either in front of my computer answering emails from our existing clients or prospective clients and, and, and button up those things, or I'm um, on an email trying to schedule new meetings, or I am on the phone call calling our existing clients or calling our um, prospective clients to try to get meetings. Um, so that's really my role today. You know, I would say that's 90% of my role. Uh, you know, the other 10% is really in meetings with my team as we uh, just run our business. You know, obviously we are in the financial planning business. So, you know, what it really looks like when we get a client is we're going to find out their goals and then we're going to come back and bring them some solutions to get to those goals. And my team works a lot on the planning. And uh, a few times a week, we'll have meetings about the meetings that are coming up. Well, I'll kind of review the plans, review the work that they've done. And we kind of have discussion on what's the best way to go present this to you know, people that we're trying to help. Um, so that's really what I do today. And I've built this, this I've, bu I've built our practice out to do that. There's 86 other things that I probably could do every day. But what I really enjoy doing is being in front of people and talking to them about their financial planning and what they're trying to accomplish. So I've kind of built our practice in a way to where that's that's what I do for a living. That's what I want to wake up every day doing. That's you know, a, a few years ago, um, what that looked like every day was some of what I just described, but um, it was also some other work that I was doing um, at a more high, you know, at a at a more high intensity level. So. You know, actually building financial plans for people, thinking through, you know, what, um, you know, what vehicles we should use, what insurance planning they need. We've got great software, but I was having to do some of that software planning, um, you know, having to deal with just kind of some service stuff that we have from clients. People call and they, they want to take money out or they want to, you know, invest more money, less money, whatever it might be. And so I was doing a lot of those conversations, but today we built a team, uh, got a great uh, partner really in this business. Uh, you know, he's not really an associate anymore. He's a partner in this business that, uh, you know, handles a lot of that back office stuff. He enjoys that work, um, you know, a lot more than I do. 
And so that's kind of what that day-to-day looked like then that we've kind of gotten out of. And it's weird at the beginning, it was more of what I'm doing today because I was kind of brand new and didn't really know a lot about the financial planning part, but I had a bunch of people around me that understood financial planning a lot better than the 22 year old, the 25 year old did. And so a lot of my job was just, I got to go get meetings set up and, you know, get in the right conversations and really lean on these people to help our clients. And uh, so it's kind of been a weird, but cool uh, thing to see where I kind of went from doing what I really wanted to do every single day. And then as you build a business, you start having to do some stuff that you really don't want to do every day. And then you build it to a place where you can really focus on what excites you every single day. And so I think that's what's cool about a business like ours. Mm. Uh, there's, there are financial advisors that um, build a business and they're really still the leader in the business. And what they like doing every day is being in front of a computer, creating the plans. And they have someone else that goes and presents the plans to people and, you know, markets and, you know, goes in kind of the face of the business. And, um, you know, if that's something that excites people, that's awesome. They can do that. In my world, it's kind of the opposite. And I think that's what's cool is you can create that in our business. Yeah. And I think that's, that's kind of what I wanted to lean into. Ellen, you just said it perfectly here at the end. The beauty is you, you view your work right as your business. Um, it's very entrepreneurial. It is very eat what you kill, if you will, just as it is when you, when you start a business from scratch, that's not, you know, under any brand name or anything. And, and I think that that's the beauty in what you do. Um, if you do have an entrepreneurial spirit, like many of my listeners may, may have where they're like, yeah, I, I want to start a business, but I don't have an idea or I don't know where to start. If you have yeah. that in you and, and you're willing to do the work and do stuff that you don't want to do, just, just like you mentioned, Chris, which is honestly 50% of entrepreneurship, if you ask me, it, then, then this may be a good path for you. But the other thing I want to... Yeah, let me... Can I, unco- can I uncover some things there, Elliot? I, I hear you say that. Yeah, I hear you say that. And I would say a few things to that. Um, you know, in our business, what is um, kind of... And I never really thought about it this way. Uh, but I've heard the rumblings of it as I've grown in the business. You know, people would say it's a, you know, it's a quote unquote commission type job because of what you said. You know, first of all, I don't think what I do for a living is a job. I think it's, again, it's a business. I've, you know, we've created something. And so when I look at that, I go, it's, it's very similar to going down the street and, you know, if I go open a subway mm-hmm. and, you know, there's no guarantee that people are going to come in and buy sandwiches. And or or I think some people don't look at it this way. We work with a lot of medical professionals. We work with, you know, dentists who go open a dental office. There's no there's no guarantee when you open a dentist office that people are going to come get their teeth clean. And so I think there's this idea that, oh, financial advising, that's such a slippery slope because there's nothing to stand by. And but, oh, I'm going to go be a dentist and that there's so much, you know, um, there's so much relief in that or there's so much there's so much cushion in that. It's like, well, no. The, the dentists that are doing really well that we work with and there's a lot of risk and they go out there and they are opening businesses and they're thinking about the same stuff that we're thinking about every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's important for people to hear that it is kind of an entrepreneurial thing. Um, and whether it's you're open the, you know, the dentistry office or you're in the financial planning business, what I love about that type of opportunity is you get a chance to really control 
where you're going. Yeah. And I heard something early on in my career. Someone said, you know what the most, there's only one thing more scary than not knowing what you're going to make every month. And that's knowing what you're going to make every month. That's knowing exactly what you're going to make every month. And I just, that just always resonated with me. It was like, man, you know, there's people that are doing things out there in the world that no matter how hard they work, no matter what they do every day, no matter how you know, early or how late they stay, um, they're going to get the same paycheck at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. And man, that's sometimes, I think if you have the entrepreneurial spirit, that could be a pretty scary thing if you think through that. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that's what our business is. And uh, I think it's important to kind of, kind of walk in, in, in through that. Absolutely. And, and I want to even second what you're saying or emphasize however you want to put it. I completely agree with what you're saying, even, even more so as I've gotten older and I've been able to meet more professionals who, like you mentioned, they're dentists. They never think they're going to be in the sales business, right? But at the end of the day, they are. They're opening a practice. Everybody's selling. Everyone's right. selling, right. And so it's, so in my opinion, and this is why, honestly, I, I encourage a lot of my students who maybe do have an entrepreneurial spirit or are want to be like in business in some way to consider this path of insurance or sales because it is such an invaluable skill to have across the board. I I tell my dad who I should eat my words because he is like Mr. Salesman and he always told me go into sales and I was like, no, I'm not good at sell. I'm not a good salesman. Well, that may have been true, but regardless, I needed to learn those skills. And, and I still am learning those skills. I will continue to learn those skills. Same with my husband. He's in the medical industry. He needs to know how to sell. You know, it doesn't matter what you're doing. If you're a recruiter in marketing, in accounting, you have to learn how to sell what it is that you're doing to anyone internally or externally. So. Yes, that's so good. Internally or externally, even if you're working at a, a place that, you know, you have no outside connection to um, anyone that's buying something from your company, you're still internally as you grow, you know, you have to sell the idea that you're valuable to the company. And um, I think this, that, that word sales has been such a, you know, a, a nasty word for people. And quite mm-hmm. frankly, you know, I don't think that people come into our office and feel like they're getting sold. I think that, you know, as a good salesman, what you do is you educate people and you care about them. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so I think we have to frame what sales is. You know, sales is not, hey, we're going to try to convince somebody to do something just because. Sales is, hey, we've actually educated someone and let them know that we cared to get them to do something that's going to be valuable for them. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, that's a very noble, that's a noble thing. That's not oh, something absolutely. to be, yeah, that's not something to be um, ashamed about. No, not at all. And if, For any of my listeners who have been around from season one, if you remember my episode with my father and it was just all about sales in general, um, because he's an entrepreneur and he sells, you know, any, the shirt off his back basically. Um, But he always says, you know, if you really believe in, in the product that you're selling, the service you're providing, the, the advantage you're going to provide your customer nothing about you selling it is doing anything but benefiting that person. And if you really believe it, then you will really feel that way. If you don't believe it, then you will feel that slimy feeling. And I think that that's such an important 
um, distinguisher in, in whatever you're doing. So listen up. If you are already in a, in a place of work and you're not looking to get hired, you're not look interested in the insurance business, you will be selling at some point. And I hope that you can, um, kind of grasp onto that, to that concept. So with that, and this is actually kind of a nice transition because I'm interested in what you'll say here. We want to talk about maybe your favorite thing about your job today, what, what your job looks like today, and potentially your least favorite, hardest, most challenging, take us wherever you want to take us here as well. Yeah, I think my favorite thing about what I do um, every day is the um, impact that we have on people. Um, I just, I sent an email to someone yesterday um, thanking them for an email that they sent introducing us to a prospective client. Mm -hmm. And the things that the person said about us were just pretty flattering. And, you know, I just, I think there's so much value in having impact on people's lives where, um, not to get too deep, but I think when you're at the end of the rainbow, you're at the end of life, you realize that your life was impactful to other people. Mm -hmm. And so when you think about people's financial planning, um, I think that taking care of someone's money and their well-being on, uh, on how they're going to, um, you know, how they're going to live in this world is there's not a lot of things more important than that besides, you know, family, faith, and health, and you know, I think it's right there on a, on the list. And so the work that we do is impactful for people and to be able to have that impact on people's lives, to make sure families are protected if the worst things in the world happen, to make sure people are going to be on track to retire with dignity and send kids to college and, uh, you know, accomplish things that they've always wanted to accomplish financially. I don't think you can understate how powerful that is. So that's what I love about what we do, you know, the things that I uh, don't like about what we do every day is, you know, we deal with people and, you know, we build great relationships with people, but that stuff takes time. And sometimes when you knock on people's door the first time, they don't know who you are and what you're talking to them about and what you're quote unquote trying to sell. And, you know, so those, those conversations aren't, especially as you grow in a business like ours, where you've helped so many people and people see the value in your work you know when you meet people that don't see the value in your work because they just hadn't had the time to or they just don't understand you know i think that's one of the things that um you know if i could erase that from our job i would erase that but you know i think that's just the way that's that's going to be in any business and uh, i think just the way the world works you're going to have to go through some things um you know to really see the benefits of the work that you're doing Totally. That I, I would echo all those things in my own business, my own business. So uh, I, I can understand that fully. Um, okay. Now pivoting to our final piece. And, and this is where I'm hoping if we've got some listeners who are thinking, I love this concept of being in a relational business of having an entrepreneurial spirit of, you know, we're, working with a team, getting out in front of new people, whatever that, that may be. And they're like, I want to do what Chris is doing in 10, 15 years. What would you tell them would be the best next step for them today or like even upon graduation? Yeah, that's, that's a really good question. I think the first thing I would tell people uh, when it comes to our business, what could set you up to want to be a financial advisor is relationships. And it might sound really weird, 
but if I would go back and knew I was going to be in this business at 15 years old, I just would have been a lot more intentional with relationships. And, you know, those relationships with the people that you're around at your school, you know, when's the last time you actually talked to your principal and they knew your name? And uh, when's the you know, last time that when your parents got you around some of their friends that you actually had conversations with those people and they like you and, you know, they see that you're a mature 15-year-old. Um, I think all of those things are important as you grow in a business like this because what I found is when I was 22, 25 years old, I was calling on a lot of people that were 45, 50, 55 years old that we had the opportunity to help. and the way that they felt about me as a person, the relationship that I had with them, they knew that I didn't really know anything about financial planning at 22 years old, but they, I think from conversations, people knew who I was and they knew uh, character of me. They knew, um, you know, just, just what I was about that allowed me to get into rooms to even have a chance to show them that there was a value that our team could bring. And so I would think about that if I was, if I ever thought I wanted to be in the financial planning business. And quite frankly, I think that's if you ever think you want to be in business for yourself, I think it's important to uh, build those relationships. So today I would say that's something to do as you grow. There's other things that you can do. I think, um, you know, I think just there's information out there from a financial planning standpoint that people just don't know. Mm. And we deal with a lot of, smart people, people that are really, really accomplished, people that have been successful at what they do, and they don't have a clue about money. They don't know how an IRA works. They don't know what a mutual fund is. They don't know all these jargon words that are probably natural to us. Some of the listeners are probably saying, man, what is that stuff even? What's he talking about? So I would encourage that if you thought you ever wanted to be in the financial planning business, go learn some of that stuff today. What's a mutual fund? You know, just read, read articles about money, read articles about, I think a lot, a lot of our business is not just about the vehicles, but, you know, what are behaviors of people when it comes to finances, understand how people think about money, uh, understand how people value money, what is the value that they put on money. And I think that can start at a young age. I don't think that's something that you have to wait till you're, you know, a senior in college to do. I think a, you know, a, a young person can just read things and be educated. And I think that will also excite you about, man, there's maybe there's some value that I could bring out there in the world. That was one of the things I struggled with when I was 22 years old. It was like, well, what do I know about financial planning that these 45-year-old people don't know? Mm. And the truth of the matter is I was here for a week and I knew more about financial planning than a lot of, you know, a lot of these 45-year-olds that are actually successful because it's just not getting taught in school. It's just not getting talked about a lot over dinner. It's stuff that sometimes is taboo. So I think there's, there's a lot of value in just gaining the information and being able to go out there and share that in the world. I think that that's awesome. And, just, and not to put you on the spot here, but do you have any websites that you frequent or mag, like articles in certain magazines? Could you share any specifically that you really like? Do you have any top of mind? Yeah, there's, there's, there's a couple different things. You know, one, one, one website we look at every day, it's called marketwatch.com. You know, so, you know, we go to check in on what the market's doing and there's a bunch of articles. 
um, you know, about what's happening in the market. Um, you know, there's some resources, um, you know, not to plug Northwestern Mutual, but there's some resources on NorthwesternMutual.com. Great plug, them. <laughs> yeah, but just on, you know, so our firm at NorthwesternMutual.com, there's, you know, there's resources and you know, there's articles that are put out on a, and I think on a weekly basis from, you know, guys that are focused on what's going on, you know, in money, in the markets, um, you know, so there's, there's some things. You know, there's a, um, there is a, and I hesitate because I don't know that this would be great for uh, people. This is probably more for, you know, folks that are really focusing on, hey, I'm, I may be in high school or, you know, I'm, I'm nearing, you know, I'm in college, nearing graduation, but there is this, um, there is this podcast by a guy named Michael Kit, Kitsis. It's K-I-T-C-E-S, but it's a financial advising podcast where he goes around and he interviews successful financial uh, advisors all over the country. It's called wow. Financial Advisor Success Podcast by Michael Kitsis, and you can find it just on your um, you can find it just on your iPhone in the podcast. I found that to be really valuable just to kind of understand what's going on out there in the world, what other people are doing in our business. So if you're interested in the financial advising business, I think that that's probably, um, you know, they get really, really in, uh, in the weeds sometimes in there. Some stuff might be a lot of jargon, but it is really good to kind of open your eyes of, man, there's people building really, really, really cool businesses out there giving people advice about their investments, insurance, and retirement planning. That's awesome. And that those are perfect resources. Definitely check out the Northwestern Mutual website and any newsletters or you know articles that they've written. And I would highly recommend if if you're listening to this thinking, this is what I want to do, highly, highly recommend checking out that podcast and connecting with Chris. Um, before we get into our final rapid fire question, which is like the most fun part, honestly, um, I do want to let everyone know I'm going to be linking Chris's information in the show notes. So either A, if you are interested in this work and you want to ask him any questions, you can reach out. Or B, if you are looking for a financial advisor and you need help with your finances as a customer or a client, I know Chris would love to talk to you. So for both of those reasons, either. Uh, let me say, but can I say something to that too? I think okay. that at the end of the day, I, I, I realized that when, as I got into this business, there were a few people that were just really valuable and helped me understand what this business was. So that reach out about, Hey, if you ever got interested in financial planning, uh, you know, I don't care if you're, you know, 15 years old today, uh, I have a unbelievable passion about sharing the work that we do. Uh, you know, I will take time out of my day to sit down with anybody to talk about what we do uh, just because of, you know, the impact that this business has had on my life. Um, this is a really, really cool business. Uh, the impact that we can have on other people's lives, you know, the independence that you could have doing a business like this, you know, the income that you can make doing this business like this as you help other people you know, create their financial world, you can also create a pretty cool financial world for yourself, which I think sometimes people don't, you know, it's taboo to talk about sometimes like, well, you know, do you guys make a really good living doing what you do? And I think that's what's really cool about our business is you can and make a really good living while you help other people do really well financially. Uh, and I don't think uh, anybody should, uh, you know, shy away from that. We, you know, we're talking to 
you know, a lot of physicians and, and people and dentists and people that own businesses. And, you know, we talk to them about what incomes they're making. And we look at that and go, man, we kind of like our business too. Mm -hmm. So um, I think it's important that if you want to have any information or any conversation, uh, please reach out. I think it's important for people to really pour into other people to help them understand whatever businesses that they're looking at going into. You've heard it here first, folks. So jump on it if you want to chat with Chris. He's he's a really nice guy, and and I know he would love to to chat with you. So leading into our rapid fire round, okay, Chris, try to answer these questions in like five seconds or less. No pressure. Here we go. What did you want to be when you grew up? I wanted to be a professional baseball player. Amazing. Um, what is your favorite book? Um, the Mind Gym, Ooh. and I'm going to forget the author off the top of my head, but it's M-I-N-D Gym. Okay, perfect. I've never heard of that. I'll have to write that on my list. Um, mm -hmm. who, is your, who is your favorite speaker? My favorite speaker? Are we thinking like a motivational speaker or I and just think Barack, I think Barack Obama is the best orator of all time. Okay. So when I hear people. When I hear people say something about speaking, uh, I don't care what people's uh, political views are. Nobody can deny that the man can give a speech. So yes, Barack Obama is probably my favorite person to hear speak. I would agree. He came and spoke to Georgia Tech students when he was president, and it was it was pretty incredible. Um, yes. What is your what is the office accessory that you cannot live without? Um, my water cup. Perfect. Okay, morning, going off of that, what is your morning beverage of choice? Um, well, I'm going to get in trouble with saying this, but I drink a lot of Red Bull. What? Yeah, it's bad. Oh my gosh, Chris, I didn't know this about you. We need an intervention. Uh -huh. um, okay. yeah. and, I, need, I need help. Pray for me. Yes, we'll be praying for you. Do, you. do you drink coffee? Are you a coffee guy at all? I am. I'll probably drink a cup of coffee. Um, Two two cups probably in a two week period of time, if that okay. makes any sense. Like not 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 once every week, but it's just kind of it's it's weird. It just depends on what's going on in the world. Okay, well that that helps me with my next question. My next question was going to be, how do you like your coffee? So clearly you don't love it that much, but if you're getting it, how do you make yeah. your coffee? So I I I take my coffee with uh, I probably do like two sugars and one cream. Okay, two sugars, one cream. I'm opposite of that. Two creams, one sugar. Um, okay, what is your number one piece of just career advice? Like in a snippet, if you were to write a book, what would be like the title of that book for someone in school? Um, the, the title of the book would be Be Normal But Do Awkward Things. Okay, I know this is rapid fire, but we need a little elaboration. In what way? I think that it's important to relate to people, be a normal person, but we have to uh, be willing to uh, step outside the box, do things that you're uncomfortable doing sometimes. It's not always comfortable, um, you know, calling and asking someone for, um, you know, advice or asking them to take a meeting with you or, um, you know, asking for help, but we also don't need to be, um, you know, overbearing people. 
So it's funny you ask me that because that conversation or that phrase was said in our office randomly about two weeks ago. And we wrote it down and we literally said one day we're going to put that in the book somewhere. Be oh, normal, perfect. Be normal, but do awkward things. I love that. Okay. Well, that, that is like the most perfect note to end on. I'll definitely be putting that in our teaser at the beginning. Be normal, but do awkward things. Um, I can't wait for this book to be written so I can be the first one to read it. Um, thank you so much, Chris, for your time. As I've mentioned a hundred times now on this podcast, Chris is the best. I would highly recommend reaching out to him. If you have any questions about the business that he's in, you're interested in, in going in that direction, or if you're looking for a financial advisor, he is top notch. So Chris, thank you again for your time and go forth everybody. Thanks for listening. If you loved this episode and are inspired by this nine to fiver, let us know. Subscribe and leave us a five-star review. Screenshot this episode and tag us on social at sowhatdoyoudo.podcast. We would love to hear what professionals and industries you want to hear from next. Want more career guidance, discovery, and inspiration? Be sure to visit our website, goforthllc.com, and browse our career downloads and courses, get our weekly emails, find us on YouTube, and get inspired to go forth.